Welcome to School of PE Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Miller, and I'm so glad that you could join me this week. We are going to discuss topics about FE, PE, and SE, and we're also going to answer questions that will help students prepare for their exams. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the SOPE's podcast. Again, my name is Chris Miller, and today I've got a returning guest with me here, Mr. James Lindsay. Had the pleasure of meeting and talking to him a few episodes ago where he was here talking about some transmission hardware and assemblies. But uh, he's back today to talk about the uh, FE and PE exams, share some of his uh, strategies plus his experiences on his journey from FE to PE. So please, uh, let's welcome back Mr. James Lindsay. James, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me again. I'm definitely glad to be back. Sounds good. A lot has changed, at least in the sports uh, realm for the two of us since the last time we spoke. Um, yeah, a lot has transpired. <laughs> some teams moving up, some teams are moving down. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's an exciting race till the end there. Uh, right. You know, we kind of, or we kind of uh, briefly touched on some, you know, of your uh, experiences throughout the uh, FE and the PE exam. But, you right. know, as it gets closer to October and the big boy exam is coming up here, um, at the end of October, I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to uh, kind of chat and for you to share your experiences a little bit more in detail to kind of help those that have maybe gone through the journey and are going again, or maybe it's their first time through the journey. So, you know, it'd be great if you could kind of uh, share that with us here today. Um, you know, let's travel back in time a little bit and we'll talk about the FE exam. So, you know, can you oh, wow. share your experiences with the FE exam? I had some ups and downs with the with the FE exam. Um, so for me, I, and I know a lot of people may or may not talk, discuss this, um, you know, but f- for me, it took took me a couple tries um, to get there. And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I you know did the normal, you know, the practice problems, um, you know, the practice test out the book, trying to figure out which what worked for me. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't really the, the straightforward route. So my, my experience is, is really interesting, but it actually motivated me to keep going. And I think actually, uh, gave me a chance to go even deeper with the knowledge that I was able to get during those times. Right, great. Great. So outside of doing practice problems and, um, you know, maybe some practice tests, what other, uh, exam preparation did you do? I did a, a lot of different things. Uh, I did flashcards, um, I actually found a website. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but just something that had like some FE terms for mm-hmm. the the FE civil exam. Um, I used friends and family to help me review the flashcards that I made, um, coworkers, you know, and then definitely trying to apply whatever I was going over to real life. Uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the big things was sometimes it's hard to picture things. Mm-hmm. And I was able to talk to different coworkers or different colleagues and ask them different questions about certain problems and how they would apply to the real world. Uh, and I would say that's more so for the, um, the afternoon or, well, I guess there's not really an afternoon portion, but the, the second version so the second half of the uh fe exam than the the first portion um you know more so with i guess the geotech the water resources and things of that nature and structural yeah. as well yeah i agree with you in the sense that if you can you know memorizing things is great but like when it comes to the test and also let's say something's not going the way you had planned 
you start to stress and that memorization kind of goes out the window. Right. You know, if you actually can see how things apply in the real world, like you mentioned, it, it makes it a lot easier because you have understanding the concept and you can apply it. And so therefore you're not relying so much on memorization. So no great point for that. Um, so, you know, if you were to look back again, could you tell us what the most difficult part of the FE exam is and maybe what the easiest part was for you? That's, that's actually an interesting question. Uh, if I'm being being frank, studying itself is the probably the hardest part or working up the strength to uh, keep up the, you know, staying consistent and, and things like that. Um, but one of the times that, that I that I took the that I took to PE, I, I did the school of PE classes. And so when you do, I had the on demand uh, version, not the live. So uh, one of the challenges is is mentally telling yourself, okay, you know, I'm going to do this video and then I'm going to do these practice problems um, or that go along with it or uh, things of that nature. And then pausing the video, um, restarting, fast forward. And that that was difficult to me because it was like, okay, this video says that, that is, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. Why is it taking me, you know, three hours to get through it? And at that time, I, I wasn't thinking about, okay, this is recorded and I, I'm sure that there's parts that might have been cut out of it or even like when you do when you do a class live you have the chance to kind of work the problem yourself mm -hmm. and you still have to get to go at, go through things afterwards uh, and even ask the teacher questions on the side so it makes sense so you know a lot of times when you know i talk to the students and they're like you know how do you approach the on-demand versus the live online in the sense that as you mentioned during the live online classes or even an on-site class the instructor will give you some time to work on problems before they go over the solutions so what I do is, and what you did is I tell people, if an instructor says, hey, let's take the next 15 minutes to work on these problems, pause the recording, work mm -hmm. on those problems. That way you're not going straight to the solution. Right. You're giving yourself an opportunity to work through the problems before you see how the instructor solves it. So no, that's some great advice. So, you know, when people are preparing for an exam, they try all kinds of things, right? They throw the kitchen sink at it. And, and sometimes it's a bunch of trial and error, what works, what doesn't work. So in preparing, whether it was for the FE or the PE exam, what are some of the things that worked and what were some of the things that didn't work? So what the biggest thing, and this isn't, I guess, necessarily geared towards studying itself, um, was creating a schedule. Mm -hmm. So for me, basically kind of estimating because um, the time that I did pass past the PE has switched. Sorry, FE it has switched over to the computer based mm -hmm. um, test by this time. So once once I knew that, I, I, I knew that I needed to figure out, OK, what about what time do you plan on? Do you plan on taking this test? Um, because, you know, when, when you when you schedule your exam, you can there's certain days that I believe that you can and can't take it or at least at that time. That's how it was. That's how it worked. So I figured out kind of about what time I wanted to take the exam, uh, like when during the year. And I got an Excel spreadsheet. I used my diagnostic, um, my results from my diagnostics. Mm -hmm. And I basically took that and I said, okay, these are the exams that I need to work on, or these are the portions of the exam I need to work on the most. Uh, this is what I need to work on kind of medium. And this is what I need to work on the least. Uh, so from there, I was able to schedule basically um, like what weeks I was going to want to go over what subjects and then break it down from there and say what days I was going to go over certain things. Um, once I did that, then it was kind of, it was just about chugging through and making sure I could get through. Um, but then the second part to that is 
being able to make sure that you don't get down on yourself about maybe missing a day or something. So let's say, for instance, if I was supposed to do math and um, hydrology and, and hydraulics in, um, in, in one day, uh, if I miss maybe the hydraulics part because I took longer on the, on the math part to understand the problem, I knew that I knew that um, there was nothing wrong with that. Now, sometimes I would beat myself up, but looking <laughs> back, you realize that taking that extra time, maybe on a on a subject that you needed that help, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you in the long run. Um, and then you you can and then using the weekends as as catch up was was really uh, important as well. Um, another thing is being able to not stress too much and not um, and allow myself to have fun at the same time. Sure, no, great advice. Um, time management is very important, not only during the preparation in your study, but also during the exam itself. So putting right. a schedule makes a lot of sense, um, you know, because what happens is, let's say, you know, you decide in January that you want to take your FE in, in May. Right. That's a long time, right? Everyone thinks, oh, man, that's an eternity. Well, mm -hmm. what happens is time goes by rather quickly. Next thing you're like, holy cow, it's April 15th. I got less than 30 days to go. I better get going. But, you know, if you have created a study schedule, like you mentioned, or a, a, a calendar, it allows you to kind of plot out your course and allow right. for some of those hiccups along the road. But, you know, I, I also agree with you in the sense that if you are taking longer on a particular subject and you're not sticking entirely to the plan because you're still learning some of the you know previous material, it's OK. But, mm -hmm. you know, on the flip side, you had to kind of kick yourself in gear as well because, you know, time will eventually run out. But being able to adapt is important. Uh, yeah. And yeah. also, um, you know, moving on from any obstacles is also important. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, please. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention was um, I knew that I knew that from taking the exam uh, previous times, I knew that math was the first subject on the on the exam. And I knew that. Uh, so I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I took the, it took me four times to pass the exam. So I. Failed it three times and then on the fourth time I passed it. Uh, and so to a lot of people, that's that's a lot, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, how did you even, you know, why did you even keep going? Or like, you know, and, and there were times when I did get down about that. But I knew I knew that if I started off right on the math portion of the exam, then I knew that that would build up my confidence mm -hmm. and I could move on to the other subjects, which I uh, may have been stronger in or the subjects I was looking forward to. And I could knock them out as long as I wasn't thinking in the back of my head, okay, dang, I messed up on this problem. I've got to go back. And then, you know, I, I knew, I knew something. I, I knew I could, you know, get past the math part and then I'd be good. Um, so that, that was, that was something that I did. I would say another thing is don't get bogged down on those problems that they're just really long and you know, they're not going to be on the exam. You've got to keep in mind that, what is it? Four minutes, mm -hmm. four minutes on the morning portion, I want to say. And six minutes on the the afternoon. I, I might be messing that up or mixing it up with the with the PE, but you've got to keep in mind that the problems can only be but so long. And there are test booklets out there, preparation booklets that have problems that are way out of scope, or that yeah, it's making you better in math, but is is that really what's going to be on the exam? So you've got to you got to think about you know what 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 is my scope of work for for lack of a better term or better phrase, um, like what is actually going to be there. And it's, it's good to get insight on that as well as one thing I did. There were some problems that I got stumped on. I was like, 
how am I supposed to get through this in, you know, four or five minutes? And mm -hmm. I let coworkers look at it and they've said, yeah, I don't think this is going to be on there. So well, that's good advice. Time. Yeah. Um, you know, essentially there's a race against the clock and, you know, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time on one particular problem, especially in your preparation. Yeah. It's great to study problems that might be a little more difficult than might, that you might encounter on the exam, but you might be doing yourself a little bit more harm than you are good. Uh, right. so some great advice there. So, you know, as we talk about the FE and the PE, I mean, I'm going to ask you about uh, resources here in a minute. So we'll talk about the FE first because the resources that you can utilize are a little bit, you know, they're different. Right. So, you know, you mentioned earlier that when you were studying for the um, FE that you did flashcards, you did practice tests, things like that. So what would you say are some of the most crucial resources that you utilized in your preparation for the FE? Most crucial resources? Hmm. I would I would say the the practice test um, were the the most most crucial, um, but also um, creating an environment for myself that is similar to uh, day of the exam. Um, and that's probably I don't know if you would consider it an advantage that I had had taken it. And I realized, OK, you know, you don't get certain things like when it switched from paper to computer base, um, you know, it, it was it went from you having scratch paper or a booklet to work into you don't have any paper at all. So mm -hmm. you've just got a um, I guess I don't really know what to call it, but you get a marker like mm -hmm. a, a Sharpie and you get a tablet, an erasable tablet to write on. And when I when I took a computer base, you know, the first time I was really thrown off by that. So I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to use? And so I was writing too big. I was it was erasing. I feel like the eraser wasn't working that well. Mm -hmm. I had I, I wasn't fully prepared, you know, from the standpoint. It's almost like the exam had a home field advantage over me. So when I took it the next time when I passed, I I had home field advantage over the exam because I knew that there was there was going to be a little eraser and a marker and that was it so when i prepared for the exam that's exactly how i did it i took it on on an exam sorry i took it on a computer took the exam mm -hmm. on a computer and i practiced with the sharpie and a and a, a dry erase marker slash board type thing um and i think that really helped me um i think it's also important to realize that when you are taking these practice exams that um, each one is going to be different, uh, no matter, you know, where you get it from. And there's different people have different, you know, reasons why they ask certain questions. Um, so keep that in mind and, and know that it's actually helping you. Because one thing that um, kind of threw me off was when I didn't do as good as I wanted on the on the practice exam. I was kind of bummed when I was like, man, what am I going to do? My exam is two, three weeks from now. So no, I agree. You know, great sports analogy used as well. You know, you want to make it to where you have the home field advantage per se over the exam. I right. Think and I think the best way to do it is like preparing, like what you did. You you know, you practice with a Sharpie, a dry erase board, mm -hmm. marker to kind of simulate that um, atmosphere that you're going to encounter um, right. during the exam. Because I think sometimes that's a huge obstacle for a lot of people, right? It's an unknown. What do, How are you going to feel? What are the expectations you're going to have during the exam? So if you can right. kind of train yourself – I think you definitely give yourself a home field advantage, which is great. Uh, so earlier in the podcast, you shared some you know, personal information about you know, not having to take the exam multiple times before you pass the FE exam, which I think happens to a lot of people. 
Mm -hmm. well, well, I think one thing that definitely separates you from probably a lot of people is the fact that you didn't put your head down and you didn't just give up. So what kept you going? What kept you driving to the point to where you took it again and then you took it again until you passed? Well, for me, I, I knew that I wanted to I knew that I had a goal that I that I wanted to reach. Uh, and so the the biggest thing was was keeping keeping that in mind uh, and really just saying, OK, can you live with yourself if you don't at least accomplish this goal? And it was very mental, um, very mental telling myself each day, OK, you know, don't count yourself out you know, you, you're just as worthy as anybody else. You've got to, you got to put in the work. There's many people that have, have struggles and, and a either don't talk about it or, um, B don't, don't keep going. So it was, it was good every day, just realizing that I was, I was working towards, you know, something that I wanted and it's about putting it in perspective. All right. Very good. Very good. So, you know, people try all sorts of study tactics, you know, they, maybe sleep with the book under their pillow, hoping the knowledge will transfer all kinds of weird right. things, strange things, anything it takes to maybe get an edge or to uh, help prepare for the exam. So what are some of the tactics that maybe you've heard about or maybe that you tried that were, they sounded so good, but they had to be just, it couldn't be real. I guess what I'm trying to say is what sounded too good to be true? Um, For the FE, I don't know of anything that's too good to be true necessarily. Um, for the PE, I have maybe one or two, uh, but the FE, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head really. I will say that for me, there were some times when I would fall asleep listening to a recording or something of that nature. And I've always had some sort of thought process towards that because uh, when I was in high school sometime, I was in drama class and the teacher was like, yeah, you should, you know, recite your monologue before going to sleep. Um, and, you know, because it'll be on your mind and you might dream about it. And that way you become more familiar with it. So I, I did stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying that always works or anything, but if you think about it subconsciously, your mind is taking taking in some information. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the same thing, too. I remember when I was in, a, you know, my lower education, too, is like memorizing something for a play. I remember mm -hmm. I was a snowman for a Christmas play, and I was nervous. They're like, no, no, recite your lines before you go to sleep, and right. it's going to stay in there. I was like, there's no way that's true. But, hey, I was a pretty good snowman. So, yep. uh, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. So <laughs> as you look back on the types of questions that you took on the FE, mm -hmm. anything that you took from the FE is something that you use in your day-to-day -day activities. Any of that information that you had to know for the exam – still, I guess, transgressed into your uh, everyday activities? Yes. Uh, from the FE, I would definitely say, um, so everything on, pretty much everything on the afternoon portion, the um, hydrology um, or hydrology slash water resources, the um, mechanics of materials, static stuff. Uh, those are all things that I would say I subconsciously use in, in my everyday, um, geotechnical definitely. And actually let me correct myself, maybe not every day, but it's definitely stuff that I use. Um, because in my, in my field, you have different portions of projects that you do. So you're not going to have your geotechnical portion at the beginning of the project, really, at least the part that I'm involved in is going to come more towards the, the middle of the project because you've got to start up top. You have to know which, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, which type of conductors and things of that you're using. Once you know that, then you know what types of loads you're pulling off on the structure, which just then translates down to the base, which is going to be, you know, your anchor bolts, base plate and stuff like that. Uh, so when, just talking in general about properties and um, properties of different um, structures and things like that, that that's, you know, the mechanics and materials, the statics, um, the dynamic side of things as well. And I would say I, I, I use that that every day. Um, water resources I may not use as much just because I don't I I'm not a uh, I, I'm not in hydrology or anything of that nature. Um, right. But if if you gave me something, I would know what's going on with it for the most part. Very good. Very good. So you shared a lot of great information with the audience about the FE exam. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we're getting closer to October, you know, PE is right around the corner. So let's kind of move our focus towards the PE exam. Okay. You know, really quick before we get too deep in, you know, the biggest change is coming that this, excuse me, this October is the last paper and pencil for this uh, PE civil exam. So there'll be a transition to CBT effective in January. So we'll kind of talk about that here. But, mm -hmm. you know, since you've taken both exams, what ways did your preparation differ between preparing for the FE? And preparing for the PE. Right. So once I once I passed the FE, I went straight into taking the the sorry when I when I passed the FE, I went straight into taking the PE. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and uh, my study habits were kind of the same. Um, I had I was you know using a, a practice exam. Um, what I first tried to do was was take a practice exam and then kind of see where I was and go from there. And I don't know that that necessarily worked that much. It, it may have given me a, a way to see kind of you know what I might have been strong in, but it, I think it was a little little unfair. I, I ended up tweaking the way that I was studying. Um, I ended up tweaking it a little bit differently. So I, I did. I still did flashcards uh, for the PE. Um, I still use friends and family to help me with those flashcards or different things like that. Um, but in terms of what was different, I still made a schedule. I did not stick to it as much, and that's only because the PE in in a certain sense is a little bit broader depending on what your depth portion is. Um, so you've got to be careful not to get hung up on, on, on little things. And, and it's just, it's really hard to make a schedule for the PE because the topics, like I said, on the afternoon, they don't relate as much, at least for, at least for me, they, they didn't. So, uh, I, I, I had like a rough schedule, but not as detailed as the one for the, for the FE. Oh, very good, very good. So, you know, looking again at the FE&P exam, do you know, did you notice any differences in content between the two exams? You know, you were mentioned one's broader than the other. Maybe one didn't get as deep as the other. Mm -hmm. Talk about some of those differences. Yeah, so, and this this also is going to vary depending on which, which exam you take. And, uh, you know, under, you know, if you're doing civil, mechanical, uh, electrical, you've got different exams. Uh, but then even inside of those, you've got, different breakdowns as well. So it, it kind of just depends. Um, but it, to me, I've always looked at it as the the PE, um, when you finish the FE is like a to be continued 
sign that pops up at the end. And then the uh, the PE starts off at that to be continued, and you get all the you get all the the ending scenes, and everything is coming back. So you're you're kind of starting off where you left off from the from the FE, uh, and then once you once you go into the PE, you're kind of um, you're you're getting into more depth. I, I guess is why it's called the depth of it, <laughs> uh, and the the biggest difference i would say is that you're using a lot more code and things of that nature so on the the morning portion of the pe you might have to use the code a little bit but most times you're going to need to um most times you're going to you're going to need to use use the code for the afternoon and so it's not always about the calculations or the fastest way you can do something um a lot of times it's about being able to find the right resource. That's the biggest, the biggest part of it. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and, and you know, it, I, I mentioned this on a previous podcast too, you know, one of the great things about the PE exam, being open book is you can take in a million references, but with that comes its own, I guess, hiccups in the sense that it's still a timed exam. So if you're taking in a hundred books, you better make sure you know those books well, in the sense that you're tapping them. Um, make sure you know your references, just like, you know, even with the FE, you know, right. the book exam, all you have access to is the FE, uh, the NCS's reference handbook. You mm -hmm. still want to become very familiar with that book. To, that way you're not spending a lot of time during the exam flipping through the book. Um, so, I, you know, I think you're right. Sometimes, you know, knowing your resources is, is very, or your references is, is essential to your success on the exam. Um, right. You know, everyone has expectations. You know, mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, the first time you're you're meeting your in-laws or maybe you're the right. first time you're going on a date, you got these expectations. So I'm sure that you had expectations of what the PE exam was going to be like. So thinking back again, comparing to your actual experience to what your expectations were, how would you, you know, how would you describe that? I would say the, the PE ended up well, it was longer. <laughs> um, it was it was longer in the sense that because when I finished the FE, it that the FE was maybe five or six hours, whereas it used to be eight. So now I was like, okay, I've got to find a way to truck through eight hours um, of an exam. That was that was one of the big things. Um, but in terms of what was on there, it, it probably was some some code some code stuff on there. Um, that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Um, but again, uh, in being transparent, I, you know, my struggles that I had with the PE also, it wasn't, it was, I, I didn't pass it on the first, on the first try. Um, but I, I think that, you know, being able to, to realize, to be able to realize what I needed to focus on was what helped me in the end. Very good. Very good. Uh, perseverance is key. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, do you have a, so as we mentioned earlier, the PE is getting ready to transition to CBT. So do you have a, I guess, a preference in exam format? Are you more leaning towards paper and pencil or computer-based? What are your thoughts on the two? So I would say I, I prefer paper and pencil um, just because that's, I guess, kind of what I'm used to. Um, and then also even for me, even at work, sometimes it feels like I'm like touching the problem or whatever, or is I'm more hands-on when I'm able to do paper and pencil. I, you can draw stuff on a computer. I'm honestly, I'm not fully sure how all this is going to work. But I did hear that it's not open book anymore. Is that correct? It will be after this. Yes. After this October, it'll be a closed book. 
it would be closed book. So I'm interested to know how that will work and how that's going to be regulated because there's sometimes, you know, there were a couple of um, references that I took for the PE that I felt like I needed that weren't necessarily on the list that's given to you by NCES. Um, and, and so I don't know how that's how they're going to play out. So for me, I would prefer to do the, the paper based version. I think a lot of people are with you on that. I think, you know, a lot of people, I mean, change is scary for anybody, right? I mean, we're all going to change in one way or the other, right. um, whether it's, you know, I remember when I was in school and a professor or teacher would be like, hey, we're going to have an open book test today. Mm -hmm. People would get all excited. I'm like, what are you guys getting excited about it for? I said, it's the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's going to make it harder because they're going to expect uh -huh. that you have all, you know, you have the book to go through. Mm -hmm. And then also the drawback too is when you have an open book exam, I don't know if you just, Kind of are the way your mind works, where you think you need to get every single question right because you have the, essentially you have the answers in the book somewhere. So you're spending a lot of time on questions that you normally wouldn't have, and you might not even finish your exam. So I mean, just because something's an open book exam doesn't mean it's going to be harder or easier than a, a closed book. Um, you know, I think the removal from being able to take references is is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Um, learning to navigate through the handbook is going to be an obstacle for people. But mm -hmm. for those that took the FE once it was computer-based, at least you've had that experience with the, the whole handbook where you, you know, you want to become familiar with the equations, formulas, and things like that nature. Right. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have asked me, hey, you know, what are they going to do about the codes and standards? Um, so in my experience with these other exams is if there's a question that requires a specific code or standard, you'll have a, a PDF of that specific mm -hmm. or coder standard available to you during the exam. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm interested to see the transition from a uh, paper right. to computer-based. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting change, but uh, I, I imagine there's a lot of people kind of chewing on their fingernails right now, wondering what's going to happen or what the change is going to entail. Uh, right. So, you know, James, I, you know, we're getting near the end of the uh, day today or the podcast for today. I want to ask you one last, well, maybe not one last question, but another question. Okay. So can you kind of take us back to that first immediate reaction that you had as soon as you found out that you passed the PE? I, uh, I thank God and got on my knees and prayed and said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, that was literally my reaction. And I just jumped up and down, um, and laid on. And then after I jumped up and down, I laid on the floor. That was, <laughs> That was that was my reaction. <laughs> that was a heck of a reaction. That is exactly what I would do if the Indians won the World Series. Um, <laughs> right. It, it's uh, and you know, for me, it um, it was different because I, I was scheduled to take the PE in April of 2020, but then the pandemic hit. So oh, then wow. I had to. I you.